Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Silences and hesitation in the West Philippine Sea. IT is a portrait of sheer contrast to witness allies like the United States, Japan, Australia, Canada, the European Union and even India joined President Ferdinand Marcos Jr. in condemning China in its latest attack on Philippine ships in the West Philippine Sea, even as members of the Association of Southeast Asian Nations, ASEAN, remain silent. The same contrast is evident in the condemnation from Senate President Juan Miguel Subiri and House Speaker Ferdinand Martin Romualdez, while Vice President Sara Duterte is quiet, at least up to the time this piece was written. Expecting condemnation from ASEAN would be a tall order, and the absence of any outrage, whether collectively or individually of the association's member states, is actually not surprising. It is part of the DNA of this regional body that subsists on the principle of non-interference, where our problem is ours to deal with. It also does not do us any good to expect countries that are either beholden to China's largesse, or have relative vulnerability toward China, to speak up and become critical of Beijing's actions in the West Philippine Sea. But at the very least, an immediate condemnation from the second highest official of the land would be a fair expectation. Any delay, or worse, refusal, to take China to task, can only but diminish Vice President Duterte's political capital. This is aggravated by the fact that in contrast, she forcefully spoke against the Philippines cooperating with the International Criminal Court in its investigation of her father, former President Rodrigo Duterte. It is not certain whether the hesitation is a reflection of her father's fear of being embroiled in a shooting war with China. To rub salt to national injury, she found time to express solidarity with SMNI, Sunshine Media Network International, anchors Lorraine Badoy and Jeffrey Solis, who were detained by the House. Sarah Duterte should realize that things have changed. Under the Marcos administration, of which she is an integral part not only as vice president, but as the president's alter ego in her capacity as education secretary, media has been given access and are now embedded in the contested area. Filipinos and the world are now able to watch the China Coast Guard shoot water cannons not only at our Coast Guard but even at the Bureau of Fisheries and Aquatic Resources that is simply delivering supplies to our fishermen in the area. We also witnessed the hundreds of Chinese sea vessels blocking our forces, and saw with our own eyes how civil society representatives planning to bring Christmas cheer to our fellow Filipinos were harassed and shadowed by the Chinese. It is in this context that Sarah Duterte's hesitation diminishes her political brand. What makes her stance utterly problematic is the fact that if she, or her supporters, would spin this as her being cautious, and that she would prefer a peaceful solution to the problem, that this would not be consistent with her hawkish approach toward the National Democratic Front of the Philippines, NDFP, and the armed rebel New People's Army. She cannot deploy the peaceful resolution card and avoid being called out for being selective when she openly disagreed with the president's plan to resume peace talks with the NDFP. Worse, it would glaringly illustrate that she can support an all-out war with local communist rebels, but would prefer peace rather than confrontation with communist China. Silence, or even just hesitation or delayed response, on China's open aggression toward us in an area that under international law and is ruled by a legitimate arbitral court, falls within our exclusive economic zone for which we have sovereign rights, does not bode well for the vice president. Worse, China even made offensive incursions into Bajo de Masanlok, a traditional fishing ground for Filipino fishermen, and well within our territorial waters, 
which is for all intents and purposes a blatant act of invasion. This aggravates the rawness of the emotion of anger that rages in the hearts of many Filipinos. It would even be worse if silence or hesitation embodied in a delayed, tepid condemnation, will be seen as emanating from partisan discord, or simply triggered by loyalty to the Duterte family political brand. One would not be prevented from being critical of our government, or even of our country, with all its flaws and failures. But it would be offensive to shift the blame on our government, past and present, and engage in gaslighting us as if it is our fault, while at the same time rationalizing China, in situations where China's aggression is unmasked in broad daylight for all of us to witness. We cannot blame people from accusing those who fear war with China, while openly taking its side, as treasonous cowards. ASEAN countries do not have an obligation to be on our side when we are under attack. But the same cannot be said about Filipinos, more so the vice president. To be fair, however, it is not just Sarah Duterte. We have seen leftist progressives rally against U.S. imperialism. Some Filipinos mounted protest rallies against Israel, and in support of the innocent Palestinians being killed in Gaza Strip. The University Council of Updilliman even came out with a statement calling for a ceasefire. Some universities expressed solidarity with Ukraine, with De La Salle University even displaying the color of Ukraine's flag in the facade of its main building. While the move of Atin to was a notable response to support our troops and fishermen who are bearing the brunt of China's offensive assault, this is somewhat an isolated voice in a sea of relative stillness among many progressive forces, compared to when they rallied during events that commemorate the ouster of Marcos, or the declaration of martial law, or when they supported Lenny Robredo. The mobilization against the government during the President's State of the Nation address appears to be more organized and animated. Except for Atin too, the online outrage against China is clearly not matched by actual mobilization. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com <laughs> 